2: They didn't want to face my Seahawks on American soil, so they chickened off the Germany right. and uh, Rashad White. I was, trying to, you know, and
0: I was trying to think. I was going to say something like, uh, in German, and I don't... What's a good German phrase? Like, you know, like, you know, like, like, I was going to, like, cheerio, guten and, you tag. know, you know, guten tag? Yes, guten oh, tag, Oh, guten tag, tag. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, okay, there you go. Guten tag, Rashad White. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady needs to learn how to curse in, uh, in totally German. Funny.
2: Well, yeah, I think uh, given his kind of general demeanor this year, he'd be yeah. very open to learning that. Fantasy football happy hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. All right, welcome to the fantasy football happy hour with Matthew Berry. I am Jay Crouch, and we are joined by Lawrence Jackson at Law Don't Lose. Guten Tag, Lawrence. Guten Tag, Matthew. <laughs> <Guten tag. laughs> he gets V. gets yeah. Congratulations yesterday if you took the over 0.5. On good and Tugs, he would have cash going 1,000%. away? Thousand
3: percent. He's always repping Atlanta. Yeah, always repping Atlanta, yeah, reppin Atlanta. Then I got a roll with him, then. Yeah, I love that.
2: Yeah, repping the Atlanta Hawks. Right. Not going to be much Trey Young chat today, but uh it's looking up for the Atlanta Hawks. Looking up for the, the Atlanta Bucks. Falcons as well. Yeah, he's beat the Bucks. That's covered. a different story. Yeah. All right, we got <laughs> a lot of show. To, yeah, <laughs> we got a lot to get through today, gentlemen. So let's jump straight into it. Roto World headlines.
3: Oh, Okay. <laughs>
2: Where we have to start, naturally, is in Buffalo. The big news of the past 24 hours. Josh Allen. He's got this I've elbow injury. UCL sprain. He's been limited in practice. He's no sure thing to play against the Vikings. The betting market on BetMGM, I don't think he's going to play. Or if he does, he'll be limited. The line has gone from minus 7.5, now down to minus 4.5, and, and still falling. So what are we doing from a hey fantasy man, before, perspective?
0: I want to I ask about that real quickly. Sure. So... Um, that's what the betting market thinks, but if you think Josh Allen can play,
2: yeah.
0: are you better off taking the Bills right now with that line, just saying like, hey, the market's hedging a little bit, yeah. like when because you, you used to set the lines, you did that for five years at a major casino. Um, would you? Is this one of these things where you know he's not playing or you're just like, ah, the public might think he's not playing, so I'm trying to hedge it a little bit to get more people to take the other side.
2: Yeah, it's a tough one because if he was definitely out, then I think the line would be Bills minus one and a half. Bills right. minus one and a half, minus two with Case Keenum. So the market is, like you said, it's hedging its bets. So if you think that Allen is going to play and be basically, you know, he did throw it 69 yards in the air yeah. after he uh, sprained right, his right, UCL, right, right. so maybe he's just fine. And also... Case Keenum can absolutely win that game. Case Keenum is as basically as good as it gets as a backup quarterback in the sure, NFL. Of professional quarterback. Revenge game against Minnesota. Hashtag yes. revenge game. Yes. Right, right. I think yesterday when we spoke about it, when the line was still six and a half, I think the Vikings were a no-brainer at that point. But now I wouldn't, I uh, wouldn't be too optimistic taking the Vikings plus four.
0: I will tell you that I picked up Case Keenum in a decent amount of leagues, just you know, and I have Josh Allen in a couple of leagues, so I picked him up, in obviously the leagues where I have Josh Allen. But I don't know. I feel like he plays in this one, Lawrence. Or, like, it just, you know, they this is a game they need. It's a game yes. they need. He's a – and Josh Allen is one of those, like, I'm tough. Like, this is a guy that runs yeah, he's in the a middle of, he's, he's a cyborg. He's a cyborg. Yep. I guess I'm not panicking
3: yet. Am I crazy, Lawrence? No, I was just about to say how that line is moving. I'm thinking in my head, like, man, this dude playing. This dude, 6'5", <laughs> 245. He's the big back. He said it plenty of times. You know what I'm saying? So right now I'm I'm taking that line where it is. Like until we have something concrete and it's and it's looking like he's if he's limited, a guy like him, he's going to play. I saw it on T V the other day. They said the Jets took advantage of his of his uh best trait, but it was weak for him that time was his toughness, his his mental and physical yeah. toughness. So I bet on him playing. I yeah. I mean I'm going to you know, I don't know why, but, like, I'm, you know, it's stupid to try to
0: interpret a one-word tweet. But the Stefan Diggs tweet. <laughs> yeah,
2: rejoice. Rejoice
0: from yesterday. Yes. Like, yeah. you know, what's Stefan Diggs rejoicing about, yeah. right? You know, like.
2: This is the fun of fantasy and betting, trying to really analyze right. those little things. Maybe he's rejoicing, but it he's not could, out for the season.
3: It yeah. could mean because no long-term, yes. too. That's something to rejoice about, too, for all of us because yes. we definitely need, uh, we Josh, need Josh Allen, Allen. Allen. Yeah. in the league. Right. Exactly. Matthew, don't. But, don't
0: like you already took Brees Hall from us, you know. Yes. Fantasy guys, don't don't take Josh Allen. No. You took they took Javante Williams. Yeah. Like don't don't take Josh Allen from his coach Sean McDermott. By the way, says he's day to day. To quote Keith Olbermann, we're all
2: day to day. Matthew, what are we doing with Bills fantasy guys? Are we starting? We're obviously starting Stephon Diggs. I think you still have to start Gabe Davis. What are you yeah. doing with the team? Yeah, and,
0: and I think also you know Devon uh, Devin Singletary. Although you know Singletary. Comes in a bit, a uh, little bit lower for me in in my ranks this week. It'll be interesting to see how much um, Naheem Hines gets normally in a matchup. You know, like this, where we expect to be competitive. Singletary's been really good in most games in which the Bills have been competitive. He'd be inside my top 20. He comes in at 23 in my initial ranks here. We'll see a little bit of Naheem Hines. Also, by the way, the Vikings are pretty good against the run. They're fourth against the run over the last month. The issue, of course, is that you can attack them on the edges. Mm, They're bottom 10 in the NFL in terms of most receptions and receiving yards allowed to opposing running backs. Singletary and Naheem Hines. By the way, especially if Allen can't chuck it, you yes. know, 60 yards. That'll you know, you could, see, you could see more dump-offs here. But I agree with you. You're obviously starting Stefan Diggs, regardless of who the quarterback is. I think you still have to start Gabe Davis. We've talked about him. He is Mike Williams East. Like, he's just – you cannot try to get cute and pick you know spots you're either starting him every week or you're never starting him so i'm starting gabe davis uh, if
3: i have him on my team and then yeah i'm in on devin singletary as a high end flex this week for sure I, uh, to to your point about gabe davis i'm actu- i've actually wrote about him in my flex play article this week i have gabe davis he, in it even with case keenum you know cuz mm-hmm. like don't sleep on case keenum no, C- i wouldn't sleep on him
0: no okay, case keenum again i've said this before and i say this in in a respectful way He's a professional quarterback. Like he's not yeah. exciting. He's not, not. But can he run an offense? Can he make plays? Like, you know, Case Keenum's fine. Yeah. Like there are much worse backup quarterbacks in the NFL. There are much worse starting quarterbacks in the NFL. You believe uh, it. Than Case Keenum. Case Keenum the way, was in an <laughs> NFC
3: title game. That's no, right. Not that long ago. And, and no. they dumped him. Yeah. So you know he's trying to ball. <laughs> against right. Exactly.
0: That's exactly. <laughs> right. I'm telling you, hashtag revenge game against the Minnesota Vikings. You like that? Um, Case Keenan, by the way, if he gets to start and he wins, he should absolutely like go shirtless with yes, all chains yes. afterwards, just uh, making fun <laughs> of Kirk Cousins. By the way, I don't know if you noticed what Lawrence did right there. Lawrence just mentioned his article, just in casual conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like, you got to do it. A a it. You, yeah. Yeah. The plugs you just in, slide man, it on in there. percent, you're fitting into the show immediately. Well done, Lawrence.
2: <laughs> yeah. Let's Josh talk. Allen, he's not practicing today as well. Let's just come in. Okay, so but we'll it's Wednesday. It's a Wednesday.
0: I think the biggest takeaway here is it's obviously a massive story that we'll continue to track throughout the week. Mm -hmm. If you have Josh Allen and only Josh Allen, have a contingency plan, whether it is picking up Case Keenum or somebody else on your waiver wire, just have a contingency plan. Just be aware that there's a possibility Josh Allen could miss this week.
2: Yep, and if Josh Allen play, even if he's limited, you're obviously starting Josh Allen no matter if what If Josh happens. Allen's
0: active for the Bills, he's active for you.
2: Yep, okay, let's move to Tampa Bay. Let's move to Germany where the Athletics' Greg Alman has written that the momentum will likely be with Rashad White at the end of the season in Tampa's backfield. Hasn't been a great year to date for Leonard Fournette. Lawrence, any concerns about starting Leonard Fournette in Munich?
3: Uh, so this week I would say nah because the Seahawks are the eighth worst team versus running backs in fantasy thus far, but there's always a but. Uh, Rashad White is closing that gap. man as you can see it right there, the snap percentage doesn't look, you know that much in Rashad White's favor, but if you look at the touches and especially the touches recently, he's starting to get closer and, and if the bucks are not lighting it up on offense, then why not integrate, you know, Rashad White just a little bit more? You know what I'm saying?
0: There's more, I, I think uh, I agree with you, Lawrence, in this. like, Are you starting Leonard Fournette? You're starting Leonard Fournette. Yes, I, mean, I, I am ranked 14th. But is there cause for concern? Of course there is. This. You know, he's, he's had three straight games with under 10 rushers. He's had three straight games with fewer than 25 rushing yards. You know, and, and the Seahawks defense has played better as of recently. Yep. I, I mean, we talked about this yesterday. For whatever reason the Seahawks, the with a winning record, are underdogs to the what are they, the three and five? Three, you know, the four, four and five. Four, four and five Tampa. Bay, sorry, the four and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like give me the Seahawks money line here. Yep. You know, and definitely betting, definitely betting with yeah, and I like and I would I would easily bet them with the points as well at Bet MGM promo code Barry, just so you know I'm pulling a Lawrence <laughs> right here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In there. Pulling I, an LJ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I just but we've said this throughout the year. Rashad White needs to be rostered in every league. Like, every week he's getting more and more trust with Tom Brady. Every week he's getting more and more touches. I don't think the... If you have Tom Brady as your quarterback, I don't think you're ever shutting it down and playing for next year, especially in that division. You know, that di- they'll be able to, yeah. like, you know, as bad as that division they're is. they first be, place. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, exactly. They're awful, but they're, they're in first place. I mean, so, but, but still, Fournette, who's had injury issues in his career, you know, if anything were to happen to him, Rashad White be, would be interesting. And I just, as they're trying to find different ways to get this offense going, Rashad White is a younger player who gives him a bit of a spark.
2: Yep, no I'm with you there. Let's go to Dallas where Chief (laughs) Trainer, Medical Expert Jerry Jones has said that he expects Zeke Elliott, who I think that Jerry considers the most important player on the team, narrowly in front of Dak Prescott and Micah Parsons, expects him to play in Week 10 uh, in Lambeau against the Packers. Where the Cowboys are five and a half point favorites against Aaron Rodgers, Matthew, Ezekiel and Pollard are they both startable in Week Ten against a pretty bad Packers rushing defense? I mean that's the
0: point, right? Over the last four weeks, the Green Bay Packers are 29th against the run, right? They, feels uh, that right? Feels like overs, feels right? Like I mean, thirty right, seconds, they, right? I mean, right? Exactly. They're you know they're a bottom three rush defense over the last month, and so uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who's believe it or not averaging 16 fantasy points in his last two games he's played over 60 percent of the snaps in five of the seven games that he's played so far this year I think both guys are viable so um you know I, I think uh, you know Zeke I have at running back 15 um I have uh Ezekiel Elliott I actually have at 29 so I have them reversed but you know you'll see them come closer together Zeke did practice today so my ranks were done last night now that Zeke has practiced you'll see Zeke move up more in my ranks and maybe he'll be less limited here he is touchdown dependent ezekiel elliott is literally like that should be his legal name ezekiel elliott touchdown dependent rb2 (laughs) you know um but uh so i think you'll see more of an even split but yeah i mean like come hell or high water zeke is getting the ball in a good matchup
3: because jerry jones wants him to Yep.
2: Lawrence, what do you got here? Both starting both of them against the Packers?
3: Yeah, got to it. And I don't think Jerry thinks Zeke is the most important player right now. He thinks he's the most important player in Dallas Cowboys history. Yes. Now yep. think about that. Bye bye, Troy Aikman. Yeah, uh so Tony Pollard here getting thirteen plus touches in four of six games with Ezekiel Elliott. So you have to you have to love that. Not only that, Tony Pollard just elevating his game anyway, you know what I'm saying, so they, they're nev- they was never going to give him a full workload, he didn't get that the week without Zeke, but he went off though, but that's what we expect of Tony Pollard, we expect Tony Pollard to be efficient right, and we expect Zeke to steal away those goal line touchdowns so yeah, get them both in that flex spot
0: Three different times this year, the Packers have allowed multiple running backs to get at least 75 yards from scrimmage. I think there's probably a pretty good chance Zeke gets into the end zone, as Lawrence says here. And I do think, you know, Tony Pollard's good for a big play or two. In the six games that Ezekiel Elliott has played this year, Tony Pollard's had at least 13 touches in four of those six games here. And going off of what he did the last time we saw Tony Pollard, he's earned a bigger workload. I think this is going to be like a 1A, 1B thing going forward, especially with Zeke maybe less than 100% and Pollard proving, you know, what kind of a spark he gives here. But both guys are viable against Green Bay this week, no question.
2: Yep. All right, let's go to Pittsburgh, where friend of the show, Mike Florio, tweeted out that Jalen Warren is likely to see more touches at the expense of Najee Harris. Lawrence, is Jalen Warren, is he more of just an insurance back going forward, or can he take over this backfield?
3: Uh, Can he take it over? Yes, he can. Um, Is it going to be this week? I don't think so, but he's going to get more involved. Mike Tomlin said it himself, called him a quality bat who makes plays. Well, yeah, duh, we can all see that. You know, uh, yards per carry, a big thing out here, especially in the fantasy world. And Jalen Warren's getting 5.3 per carry to uh, Najee Harris is eh, 3.3. We don't love that. So this is the thing now. Najee Harris is already, you know, along with Kyle Pitts, one of the top busts in fantasy this year. Um, What's that going to be like when Warren gets even more involved? That's my thinking about it.
2: Yep, so we take a look at Najee Harris's game log past five games. I mean, these are very kind of seminal Najee Harris uh, stats with getting the carries, getting the touches, but just not getting the efficiency, topping out at 74 yards on the ground. What are we doing this backfield, Matthew? I think you're
0: probably still starting Najee Harris because you have to. I look, I trust the reporting, you know that that Florio is putting out there, and you know it's not a shock. Najee Harris been bad. Yes. I mean, you know all the Trent Richardson 2.0 jokes. Like he's been <laughs> he's been bad, but there's nothing about this run game or this offense that makes you think like oh. Well, if Jalen Warren could just get twenty touches, he would explode in this thing. Like he's looked better than Najee Harris in limited time, but again, the whole offense hasn't looked great. You don't love this matchup with the New Orleans Saints. I, I know Kenyon Drake just ran all over him, but yeah, he um, didn't really
2: though. I mean, like he got I mean, twenty-four carries it, for it, ninety-three yards. It was yards. some bully exactly, yards, right? Bully yards. He did
0: yeah. Some bully yards, and he gets into the end zone. And, and so, and and by the way, you have to defend the run against Baltimore with Lamar Jackson much differently yes. than you have to True. defend it against. Kenny Pickett yeah. and the Steelers. And so, um, you know, I mean, when you have a guy like Lamar Jackson, it just opens up lanes because you're just so scared of him yes. running for 40 yards. And so um, I'm with Lawrence here, like, I think Jalen Warren should be rostered. I haven't looked at the roster trends on Yahoo yet, but I I would suspect that Jalen Warren was a very popular pickup. We talked about him yesterday on the show. Jay, uh, he should be, but I can't imagine starting him this week. Yeah, no. And so, like, Najee Harris, you're probably starting. You don't feel great about it, but, like, he comes in at running back 19 for me in this one just because who's most likely to score a touchdown in that backfield? It's probably Najee Harris. He's still probably likely to get 15 touches, and who knows, maybe... You never know with Tomlin, right? Is this legit? Or is this just him floating that out there, like, letting us... It's just like, yeah, Yeah, just trying to, like, hey,
2: Najee, just... We know you were a (laughs) first-round pick from Alabama, but things are different. Like, let's go. Kind of reminds me of the the David Montgomery-Khalil Herbert situation to a lesser degree with Najee Harris in the David Montgomery role, where he is more of the... He's the number one guy. He's entrenched. He's getting the volume, but maybe... Ultimately, Jalen Warren is is really the the man you want to love. Yeah, know, yeah, in Pittsburgh. yeah. Maybe we'll see. He definitely there.
0: needs to be rostered, but it's one of those like let's wait and see. Like yeah, I, I would want him on my roster, but I wouldn't want to start him this week. And certainly, if you have Najee Harris, if you invested a you know a late first round, early second rounder in Najee Harris, hopefully you've already had Jalen Warren on your team. And hopefully
2: you've been drinking. As well, because that I is mean not good. on a hope, as well. dude.
0: <laughs> I, listen, and, and if you need an excuse to drink, watch a Steelers game.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh yes yeah, it's, it's not pretty. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go to break. When we come back, keep it open or close it out. Cause we're at a bar. Continuing with the bar. Oh, that's thing. right, we
0: are. That's yeah. right. It's the happy hour show. We'll be back. Me, Jane Lawrence.
2: Market just loves the Las Vegas Raiders, who are uh, again did not cross midfield on offense
3: until three minutes 15 left in the fourth quarter against the Saints. That's, that's tough, bad. That, that's tough business. There, well, you got you know you got the Jaguars offense who have cooled off as of recent, but the the Raiders have been cooled off since like week two. You know what I'm saying? So give me Christian. You got Kirk. Josh
0: McDaniels apologizing and <laughs> <the> fans. Apologize. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's when you know it's getting out of here. Yeah. But look, Christian Kirk's still the top receiver on this squad. I'm going to keep that open just a little bit.
2: All right, we are back with keep it open or close it out. Because you're Jackson. at a bar.
3: Yeah. You're at a
0: bar, and you know, you've had a few, and it's in the evening. Hey, you going to keep this open, go one more round, yeah. or you're going to close it out?
2: Yes, just for this week, though. So, Lawrence... You're back here again. Less fluoro today, but we're still here with the Atlanta Hawks gap in place. Let's start with DeAndre Swift, who uh, started the season incredibly. Didn't do much last week coming off the injury, keeping it open or closing it out on DeAndre Swift against the Bears.
3: Where we drafted DeAndre Swift at and what we expected him to do, I'm closing it. I'm going to leave a good tip, but I'm closing (laughs) (laughs) it. If I got Jamal Williams ranked a little bit ahead of DeAndre Swift, I, I got to close it. If, if I'm expecting some top five type stuff, no, nah, I, I got to close it out. That five touches last week, and more importantly, the 24 carries for 81 yards by Jamar Williams, that's scaring me. I, I, I guess DeAndre Swift got to get a little healthier. Look, you see it there. Even Justin Jackson was playing over yeah. DeAndre Swift last week, man. That is scary time right there. I got to close it, but like I said, the tip going to be good, baby.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm concerned here. I think it sort of depends on your options, right? I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll just say I rank him at 25, right? I'm more with Lawrence than not. Like, it depends on sort of what you need. Like, he is, yeah. he is as high-risk, high-reward volume as you get. Hopefully, we get more knowledge about his health situation. But, look, he, he in Week 9, he played 16% of the snaps. His last three games combined, he's had 25 touches, averaging 9.9 fantasy points per game. He's had one game this year, one game this entire year where he's had more than 10 touches, and that was week one. And so far this year, to Lawrence's point about Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift has two, count him, two touches inside the 10-yard line. He has zero goal-to-go carry. So, like, when they get in close, it goes to Jamal Williams. So, um, you know, Craig Reynolds got hurt in that game, but honestly, the, the truth of the matter is is that he is a very risky flex I would agree. I would say close it out if you have potentially a better option until we see the guy we drafted back out there. We just haven't seen it. You know what I mean? Like, he scored, you know, whatever, uh, two games ago because they got him on a quick slant. But it's yeah. like he still wasn't getting, like, so he didn't mind because he got the touchdown, but, like, he's not getting the usage.
2: Yeah, I think it's, like, if you went Mixon-Swift at the turn, if you draft Joe Mixon on bye this week, and I'm sure some people did that, uh, then maybe you're starting DeAndre Swift. But if you can avoid it, you don't want him.
0: I have DeAndre Swift. I mean, I have Jamal Williams ranked higher yep. than uh, DeAndre Swift this no. year. And it's, you know, it's a middle-of-the-pack matchup on the road at Chicago.
2: Yep. Okay, let's jump to Aaron Jones, who, if he was fully healthy, obviously, you're naturally starting. But he did leave the game with the ankle against Detroit. Report has been from Adam Schefter that he should be able to play this week. X-ray results were negative. Keeping it open or closing yeah, it out? Yeah, I- I'm keeping it out. Uh, I'm keeping it open, I should say.
0: Keeping it open. Like... It, Last week was just a bad game all around for the Packers' offense. But you think about Week 7 and 8, this guy was the sixth-best running back in fantasy. He was averaging 24.2 fantasy points per game, 15 or more touches in six of the last seven games. I mean, like, you know, you're nervous about A.J. Dillon's workload, but I feel like if Aaron Jones is healthy enough to be out there, the Packers, one of the most conservative medical staffs in the NFL. So if Aaron Jones is active, he should be, you know, good to go. I'm at running back 12 this week. Yeah, I'm keeping
3: it open on Aaron Jones. Right. This is going to be wide open for me. Um, like you said. Uh, You're
0: buying shots for
3: everyone in the bar. Everybody. Like, keep it open. Yeah, we. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, we Lawrence. Just a little something, something. <laughs> I, 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 see, in, this is different from Swift and Jamal Williams because uh, – Aaron Jones, is at this point, he's all they got right now. Yeah. He is all they have. And like you mentioned, the two weeks prior to the Doug game, he was just starting to get back into his rhythm. So, And he even said he wanted to go back into the game. The Packers were just uh precautious about it. So if he plays, he's got to be in your lineups.
2: Yep. Let's jump to Raheem the dream most. Uh, I feel bad, Matthew, because he's a friend of the show. Yeah. And uh, literally
3: – let, And let's just be clear
0: about this, Jay Croucher. He was Raheem Mustart. Must yes. He came on the show. You browbeat him. You, 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 you browbeat, Raheem browbeat Raheem him. Must. You browbeat him. And Raheem Must is a pretty big guy. He can do what he you, wants. You guilted him. In. He, was on the, he was on TV. He was trying to be nice. You <laughs> browbeat him and guilted him into agreeing that your not as good nickname, Raheem the Dream, was what he should go with. <laughs> and ever, say, I'm just saying, like, listen, I'm not saying it's cause and effect. I'm merely pointing out these two facts. That after he did the interview with us, and you declared him Raheem the dream, Jeff Wilson Jr. shows up and takes and takes over that pack. Good point. I'm just, I'm just, like facts are facts. Like (laughs) all that is a true statement. Is one the cause of the other? Who knows, Jay? Who's to say? Some people are saying, not me, but some people are saying you are to blame. For the decline in Raheem Mostert's fantasy value.
2: Now, listen, listen here, Matthew Barry. It's your name on the show, and Raheem, the dream Mostert, he is going to remember that 15 minutes oh. after he got off the fantasy football happy hour with Matthew Barry, they traded for a guy I who is know. cutting his carries in half. Uh, so, very really interesting. We'll start with you. Are you keeping it open or closing it out on Raheem Mostert with Jeff Wilson
3: in town? They play Cleveland this weekend. I, I, I gotta, uh, I gotta keep that open. Yes, but it's like. I'm keeping it open for both of them. The yeah. offense is too explosive not to. Uh, with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell out there opening everything up and Tua, you saw it. They both saw uh, a similar amount of touches. It was Jeff, and they both scored a touchdown. Jeff Wilson uh, through the receiving game, and Raheem most on the ground. It's just going to be like if you have one or the other guy, you're just hoping that your guy is the one who scores. So I'll leave that open a little bit.
0: Yeah, I'm going to leave it open as well. I just, look, this,
3: the, uh, I...
0: Uh, I don't know what it is uh, as of this morning, but it opened at 48-and-a-half. We think one of the higher-scoring uh, games on the slate. To Lawrence's point, it's just such an explosive offense. I want more of the Dolphins' offense, not less. Both yeah. of these guys, even though Jeff Wilson Jr. had more more touches in this game, the fact of the matter is Raheem Mostert still had double-digit to touches, still scored a touchdown last week against the Bears. And so, like, is he a top-20 guy? No, I have at 24 this week. But is he a viable flex? He absolutely is. I'm going to keep it open on Raheem must start. Yeah. Not the
2: dream. Not the dream. <laughs> Is Raheem it's the dream? Or, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we should ask Raheem Mostert again what he likes. I mean, he ain't yeah. come back on the show. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you, we, yeah, we I, poison yeah. the world with Raheem Mostert. Poor guy. Yeah, I feel like we're contractually obligated, but in a good way, to be positive on Raheem Mostert because he's such a good guy and he did such yes, a good interview and he was on the with show. us. Yeah, I agree yeah. on the Dolphins' point. I think they're the best offense in the league, honestly. I would have them above Kansas City. I think they have a ceiling that, I mean, we saw how Kansas City struggled against the Titans to move mm-hmm. the ball. I just think that the Dolphins. Are unstoppable. Let's go to a team that is uh, less unstoppable, but has been a surprising offense, and that's the Atlanta Falcons who play tomorrow night. Lawrence's and, uh, team, prime yeah, time. Yeah, used to be my team. Rise, made, up. Yeah, <laughs> rise up. Yeah, rise up, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, still very much in the mix for the magnificent NFC South. Let's talk Tyler What's Algema, what's, what's
0: a step below rise up? Like crawl up? Like, uh, you know, like, stand you know, down, stand down, <laughs> like, stand just, down, throw the ball. It's, like, you know, you know, <laughs> it's not rise up. It's a sort of like creakly get up, you know, <laughs> yes. quickly higher, you know, raise yourself. Um, all right. So, yeah, what are we doing with this uh, running back situation here? And we'll start with, I think you're obviously starting Cordero Patterson here. Yeah, but boom. But right. So Pat comes back here.
3: Uh, Lawrence, you watch this team very closely. What are we doing with Tyler out here? I can't start Tyler Algier this week. Now that Cordero Patterson is back, they got him back in there. He got the goal line touches at the uh, in week nine. He made, he made do with that. Got the two touchdowns there. Now, Tyler Algier did rush for 99 yards, but I don't know how many times I could expect him to have gains of 44 yards in a single game. Like I don't expect that to continue. Cordero Patterson got back, and then he was back like he never left. So I got to close it on my boy Tyler Algier, but I appreciate what you done while Patterson was away. Yeah, 55% of his yards did come on two plays
0: last week. So you look at the 99 yards or the over 100 yards from scrimmage, you're like, that's pretty good. But, like, he had two big plays in this game. All that said, Double-digit carries in seven of eight games played so far this year. You love the matchup against the Carolina Panthers, who are 24th against the run over the last four weeks. They're coming off of a short week in which they just gave up five touchdowns to a running back here. (laughs) So Also, they
2: couldn't run the ball at all until they got that matchup. Until they
0: got that matchup here. And so – Again, what are they going to do? Let Marcus Mariota throw it? They don't want Cordero Patterson to have a full workload, whether it's because they're trying to manage his reps or because um, they just like a committee here. So I do think – let me put it this way. I'm with Lawrence in the grand scheme, which is like, ideally you're not starting Tyler Algier. Hopefully your season has gone better or well, you know, that you're not in the Tyler Algier range. But if Tyler Algier is on your roster, it just means things have gone wrong. And so you're sitting there like, uh So, yes, do I think he could be – you know, a close-your-eyes-and-squint-and-pray flex, usable flex this week. I do against Carolina Panthers because I do think he probably gets 10 to 12 touches in a good matchup. Yep. Pa- Caleb pa- Patterson's rank. They got Caleb Huntley there as well, but it does feel like there's a clear sort of pecking order, that it's Patterson out there yeah, that, and that's then a Huntley, fact. That's a fact. right? So, again, like, it's a run-heavy offense that has, despite, you know, all evidence to the contrary. Like, they have been able to effectively run the ball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, give the Falcons credit where credit is due. They've been able to effectively run the ball. They use multiple running backs. It's a good matchup. Uh, the game's in Carolina, so I think they're going to want to, you know, run even more. Yes, I, I think Tyler, I'm keeping it open on, with this caveat. Like, if you've been starting Tyler <laughs> if out here, if your season has gone that poorly, yeah. Right? That you have to start Tyler Algier like I do in our 14-team show league where oh my no. team has just been decimated by injuries, then yes. <laughs> over I'll Swift? Be star- yeah. Uh, not over yeah. Swift. <laughs> Come on, Lawrence. Let's, <laughs> stop. Let's get – let's not be cra- – like, I'm not that drunk. But I'm just – that's what I'm saying. It's like, do I think he could be usable this week? I do.
2: Yep. I had a friend in a – He was what- usable
0: last week. I think he'll be usable again. Yep.
2: I had a friend in a WhatsApp group thread refer to Cordaro Patterson last night as Cord Pat. I don't think we need Cordarrelle Patterson yeah. on the show to say that that nickname mm-hmm. is not no, no, no. approved. No, cancel that. Cancel no, that. CPAT.
0: Yeah, CPAT <laughs> is the one. All right, was let's. This, is this, You were on the so group chat on WhatsApp. Is this like some Australian friend?
2: Yeah, it was a group of Australian men. Yeah. Yeah. Group of Australian <laughs> men. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We talk about lots of stuff in the thread. <laughs> right. We talk about your movies set in Los Angeles. <laughs> okay, yeah. great. We Fantastic. talk about a lot of Hugh Jackman chat. I'm sure. Yeah. A lot yeah. of Keanu
0: Reeves. Yeah, a
2: lot of Keanu Reeves. Yeah, right. yeah. honorary right. Australian right. Keanu in Reeves. came up. Yeah, but.
0: Be- yeah, best yeah. places to get Vegemite. <laughs> yeah, like just everyone exactly, like yeah. trying to get different Vegemite stands. Anything else? <gasps> no, no, no get Exactly. Kangaroo sightings. Yeah, like, exactly. Like exactly. Kangaroo, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, t- totally. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, g- when when's the new Matt Work tour coming? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay, yeah, can we Photoshop Keanu yep.
2: Reeves on a kangaroo? Yep. Yeah, I it'll got make it make our day. Fantastic. All right. Let's stay on Thursday Night Football. Why Go to Deontay. Foreman, who uh, after lighting the world on fire the couple of weeks prior came back down to earth Do against think the Cincinnati this is be Bengals. The worst?
0: Like Falcons Panthers. Is this going to be, I mean, like we've had a couple of brutal Thursday you know, night games, the def- right? The definition you know, of Thursday had, we night. Had Commander's, we had the Commanders Bears game, we had that Broncos Colts game, both of which were like, like literally like um, clockwork orange. Like you had yeah. to, like, you know, <laughs> keep your eyes open, that kind of
3: stuff. Do we think this rivals? Well, well, do they repeat what they did a couple of weeks ago? Because then, in that case, that game was fantastic.
0: Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, exactly, with D.J. Moore, but, but, you know.
3: Yeah. Right. I Maybe mean, the best game of the season.
0: Lawrence is a Falcons fan. Do you think you guys deserve to win that game? Uh, this, is the, this is the DJ Moore Yeah, yeah, we helmet, did right? We did
3: Because they missed two field goals that's Make the, the damn kicks Yes that's Two the times the fact Make that them the
2: kicks the Pinheiro missed the second kick that's As true. well from like 30 yards I think
3: the Falcons deserved I watched Super Bowl one. 51 Falcons <laughs> deserve to win anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. fair yeah. enough, That's fair enough. All so right, fair enough. I
2: okay. think, to your point, Matthew, I think that Thursday Night Football, it used to be the definitional game was like one of the bad matchups in the AFC South, like Jags, Titans when the Titans were bad. But now I think that has been passed on to the NFC South. So this is the game, Falcons uh, against the Panthers, and Deonta Foreman are you keeping it open or closing it down.
0: The Falcons actually have a pretty good run defense. They're the fifth best run defense over the last month as well. And Still so, starting man, don't you? Yeah, I mean, Chuba Hubbard's probably going to play. Chuba Hubbard's going to play. He's the better pass catcher. He was actually out snapping for him before he got hurt in the game that they played together. The first game without Christian McCaffrey here. Um, prior to last week, though, over 17 touches and over 110 yards from scrimmage in back-to-back games. And then last week, everything went wrong for the Panthers. The games at home against the Falcons. Um, Falcons have just been a bad scoring defense, even though they've been good against the run.
1: I'm going to keep, keep
0: it open on Deontay Foreman, begrudgingly so.
2: Lawrence,
0: begrudgingly I, so? I, I was Cause thinking cause about I, said, this I think he has a chance to get into the end zone. That's what I I, I would say. Yeah. Like If you're telling me a running back scores a touchdown in this game and we think that's likely, I'm going to say it's going to be Deontay Foreman. And or you Shuba still like Hubbard. him more
2: than Chuba Hubbard, just I in do. general.
3: Yep. You don't think he'd go for 100 on him?
0: Yard, uh, I mean, anything's possible. Like, he's a talented guy. Like, he's got some. I don't know, it's it's an easy comparison because he played for the Titans last year, but he has some Derrick Henry in him, yeah. which is just like it's two yards, two yards, three yards, 50. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just, he, like, that's what you have to do with Deontay Foreman. Just keep pounding him in the line, and one of those, he's going to just bust through you know and the blocking's going to be there cuz he he has that ability in him and so that's what you're sort of counting on yeah. with uh Deontay Foreman so
2: yep he's uh his plus 120 anytime touchdown score on BetMGM they've set him at 57 and a half rushing yards so they mm. would probably say to start him but there is some uncertainty yeah, with 57. Chuba Hubbard yeah yeah
3: so yeah I was when I saw this I was thinking about Chuba Hubbard coming back and I'm looking You know, obviously seven carries the last game, game script got out of hand. But the prior two games, 26 and 16 and 15 carries. Now, Chuber Hubbard comes back, so you don't really expect Deontay Foreman to get 26 carries. But he was too good against the Falcons in that game to just like, I got to still believe in him. And the Falcons, yeah, they've been playing good run defense, but they are notorious for finding any type of way to lose. You know what? They should have lost that game. You know, I'm so
0: they—they they, they, <laughs> Well, coming up, I, the is d- Yeah, <laughs> um,
3: They should have, and I think they, they might get their get back in this game on the back of uh, foremost, so I'm leaving it open. Okay, right, mercilessly, let's Hang stay on. with that game for one more play. You, we, we love
0: Lawrence, and we love you here for the entire show, but you're really here for this one question.
3: <laughs> yeah. Kyle, Kyle Pitt. Pitts, open or oh, shut? Listen, uh, I'm, I'm not a big air yards guy, right? You but know. to Who see is, that last a week. Guy? Who's an air yards guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To see, That's I see result. everybody. <laughs> Pat Crane's a big air yards He's guy. He's a big air yards guy. Shout out to Pat Crane. I'm seeing everybody on Twitter talk about 200 air yards for Kyle Pitts. I had to watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, had to no. see those three overthrows, like, just in my head. It's like when you lose a bet. All I'm thinking about is five catches, 185 yards, and three damn touchdowns. <laughs> and he didn't get it. No. So you know what? <laughs> Deontay Foreman had his best game in the, of the season against the Falcons. The, Kyle Pitts had his best game against the Panthers. I'm gonna run it back for this particular matchup. I'm, I'm gonna run it back. Like, you gotta hit, it make up. the throw, Mariota, you make the throw, dog. Like, yeah.
0: I'm gonna keep it open as well. Look, I'm a tight end eleven, so I mean, like, it's certainly significantly lower than where we drafted him and everything like that. Yeah. So a, but I'm still, I'm as a borderline tight end one. Last time he played the Carolina Panthers a couple of weeks ago, right? Five for 80 and a touchdown on nine targets. He was tight in three that week. This is a Carolina Panthers uh, defense that, since week six, is bottom eight in both pass defense and scoring defense. And so yeah, just given the – like, they're going to have to move the ball somehow. And the expectation here is, is that you, you prefer Kyle Pitts to Drake London. So I'm going to begrudgingly – Keep it open on am Yeah, carpets. that's a good word.
3: Begrudgingly. Perfect Be word. Yeah, <laughs> All right,
2: let's go to break. When we come back, mid-season fantasy awards. We're finally going to hand out some hardware to the great Jonathan Taylor, who's going to win an award, but it's not one you want. Probably not.
3: Uh-oh.
0: Let's if you about- go to Gettysburg, if you go to Gettysburg, there's a whole exhibit. Oh I, I just I'm just telling you, if you go there, and there's a you know, or Williamsburg, you know, any like a lot of times. A lot, of,
2: bergs. A lot of any yeah.
0: pick a burg. I'm just telling you, when you go to these burgs and you see like <laughs> what, what people fought in civil war for, it literally was for the, the pursuit of life, liberty, and you know, to, to do one game parlor. All
2: right. There you go, Matthew. <laughs> An incredible speech that uplifted. I'm sure at least at least four to seven people to go and vote who otherwise wouldn't have yesterday. Thousand big voting percent. day. Of- yeah,
0: I've been I've been interviewed with all the political channels, uh, getting <laughs> yeah. my getting yeah. My, yeah. Uh, reaction to all the election news. <gasps> yeah. Crazy in yeah. Okay. So Keeping listen, while the we uh, we await the results of elections in many races throughout the country, but one real. one election has been settled, and that is our midseason fantasy awards. The yes. um, the happy hours.
2: This is the one that America has really been oh, waiting for. 1,000%. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. I couldn't vote in those elections yesterday because I'm an Australian, what, but I to, could what's vote it, in what's this. A,
0: what's a good name for the award? Is it the happy hours, the happies? You know, they the they a happy, <laughs> the, 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 happies. Happies? the happies, the peacockies?
2: <laughs> no, that's bad. That's, that's real bad. Don't go peacocks. Don't go peacocks. Yeah. I kind of like the peacockies. No, I think it's the happies. <laughs> I think it's got to be the happiest. Let's start the peacocky off. Peacocky goes to. Come on. Peacocky goes. No, we can't do that. We absolutely why cannot do that. Why can't we do that? that. Explain to me no, why we just, can't just do that. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Break it down. I mean, it makes me it. chuckle. Right. Exactly.
0: Really I mean, you see right there. Like, I mean, we are on Peacock. The NBCs. Exactly. There's a proud peacock. My fantasy team. One of my fantasy teams is called the Proud Peacocks.
2: All right. We absolutely have to move on. To this first award, the fantasy I MVP. Feel like it's, you know, my
0: old show. I used to have puppets. Yeah. What if? What if? What, could we get somebody in a peacock costume? Pe- peacocky, the peacock. All
2: right. Yeah, we could do that, Matthew. All right. But first, let's talk fantasy MVP nominees. Sure. No surprises here. Josh Allen leading the league in points per game from a fantasy perspective. He's QB1. Austin a friend of the show. He's RB1. Uh, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, and also Travis Kelsey, who I feel like perennially is among these nominees had we done but, this in the past.
0: Yeah, you know, and the interesting thing here is, is that fantasy MVP can be defined so many different ways. Like, is it the guy that's scoring the most points, right? Josh Allen. Yeah. Or is it the guy that's scoring the most points that was the best value? Right, Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, Josh Allen was the number one quarterback picked in every single... But you think about Tyreek Hill, right, who was drafted. People were concerned. He's going from Mahomes to Tua. I was one of them. Like, I think I had Tyreek Hill at wide receiver eight. Like, he's still an elite talent. Still not bad. but, But, right. But it's not like I was... He wasn't number one wide receiver in fantasy, which is you know what he is. You know He's he's wide receiver three so far on a points-per-game basis. So lower, I had him lower than what he's turned out to be. He's been nothing short of fantastic. Yeah.
2: The thing with Tyreek as well is that he was banged up with that quad. So there's about two weeks there where you weren't at full strength, and he's still doing what he's doing. Uh, I was talking to a friend yesterday. I, would, I think Tyreek Hill is the best non-quarterback in the NFL right now, alongside Aaron Donald and yeah, he, is, he is yeah. one
0: pace to break yeah. Calvin Johnson's
2: single season and receiving yards record. Yep, and he's going to. Calvin
0: Johnson. I mean, like, he may Megatron. not even
2: he may not even need the extra game to do it as well because he's on that type. And of can of you post. see it slow it down? Slowing down? You really can't. Could see it speeding up because <laughs> right. he had the quad. So I think that yeah, he is clearly the the guy. Right. And Let's, then you've got you you
0: know obviously Kelsey because the tight end a scarcity as well. Diggs been fantastic. He's had 90 or more yards in six of eight games so far this year. Seven receiving touchdowns, tied for the most. Um, but. Uh, The winner for me is friend of the podcast, friend of the show, Austin Eckler. Right? I mean, he's not only the number one running back in fantasy, but he's almost four points per game better than the number two running back so far this season. Five straight games with 20 or or more fantasy points. He's on pace for 127 receptions, which would be an NFL record for a running back. He also came on our show. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm not Haven't a. I've been saying Josh I, Allen on that. I PL. want to be very clear about this. A lot of people are like about integrity in elections. I can be bought. <laughs> yeah. I can absolutely be. I'm just be putting that out there. I can be bought. I, there's no integrity here, no. a thousand percent. Not. But the other thing is, is just in a year in which so many big name running backs have disappointed. Yes, we'll just talk so about some of them coming up. To me, as great as Hill and Diggs have have been, there's been production at other. Uh, positions as well same at quarterback for me Eckler that's why I chose Eckler
2: yep and Eckler he was your ride or die last season and here Here is Austin Eckler talking about how that was the sole reason that he is where he is today
3: Austin you were Matthew Berry's ride or die last season number one were you aware of that and two did it play a part of your RB3 finish last (laughs) season and RB1 overall (laughs) performance this season that's a big title
1: (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure I saw it a few times. Uh,
3: There's a lot of people that were, you know. You know, riding the train of Austin just because I was scoring touchdowns, and so you know, I appreciate all the love. That's why I do all these different shows for fantasy. And That's why I give so much uh, love back to the community. That's one of the reasons, anyway. And so I appreciate it. Appreciate it, Matthew. And uh, even this year, man, I've, I've been feeling the support. That's why I've, you know I gave you a
1: follow. You know, I'm, I, now I follow the show. Now you know I've been I've been in your comment section a couple of times, commenting back to people uh, that you that you mentioned uh, when you have mentioned me and things like that. So
2: I I'm a fan as well. Great victory speech from Austin Eckler. A lot better than Will Smith's at the Oscars last year. Just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, Good job, <laughs> that, by Austin that, Eckler. He,
0: he, um, maybe not the hero we wanted, but the hero we need. Yes, That's absolutely. Yeah. I think um, used that line two days in a row. I like yeah, it. I wonder who it'll it be tomorrow gonna, as well. Yeah, gonna yeah. To yeah. It tomorrow.
2: it'll be Kyle Pitts. Yep. All right, let's maybe. jump to the next award, which is Best Value Pick. As we look at the nominees, headlined by Tua Tagovailoa, Uh, who's been QB 6, wasn't one of the top 10 quarterbacks drafted. Josh Jacobs, the much maligned Josh Jacobs, slowed down a little bit lately, but he has vastly exceeded expectations. Ramondre Stevenson, who we talked about a lot preseason. Alan Lazard, who sneakily in that offense in Green Bay has been producing. And then Tyler Lockett, who I think everyone thought was going to fall back with Geno Smith. Turns out He's I only mean, upgraded at quarterback. The truth is, there's any
0: Seahawk you could put on that list, you yeah. know, in terms of Geno Smith and teams uh, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett as well. Who's, Ken Walker. You know, a, a thousand percent. Like, just no one thought the Seahawks' offense was going to be what they've been. Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe not him. But, right, I mean, like, you know, on the season, he's wide receiver 18. You know, he had a preseason ADP of wide receiver 42 when you mentioned Tyler Lockett. And, yeah, like, on a points-per-game basis, Alan Lazard is wide receiver 14. It's unbelievable. I mean, that's a guy who was going as wide receiver 39, right? I mean, like, for as bad as the Packers' offense have been and has been awful, Al Lazard continues to produce. He keeps scoring touchdowns. He's scored in every game this year that he's played except for two.
2: Yeah, it's unbelievable. Lawrence, let's talk about Tua Tagovailoa. I know you are kind of a Tua stand preseason, but is he exceeded even your expectations?
3: I love me some Tua. <laughs> I know. That's why I set you up for it. Love him, right? Yeah, so, yeah all these guys on uh Dolphins offense Tyreek Tua they all exceeded expectations. I said, "Hey, he he could play. Uh hey, I got him at quarterback 9, but this like this is this offense is automatic. So, it's definitely uh he's definitely deserving to be in this group here of he, uh, best value picks. There's no question he's the fifth best
0: quarterback in uh, I'm sorry, the sixth best quarterback on a points per game basis so far this year. He went as quarterback 22. Tremendous value, but obviously there's a lot of depth at quarterback. There's been a lot of value at quarterback this year. Josh Jacobs deserves a mention here. Like This is a guy that I didn't like coming into the preseason. I wasn't alone, neither did the Raiders. They refused to pick (laughs) up his fifth-year option. Like It feels like everyone hated Josh Jacobs. I've hated him for a number of years. I've been right for a number of years. This year I was dead wrong on Josh Jacobs, who even though he slowed down a little bit, is still the seventh best running back on a points per game basis so far this year. He was going as running back 23. Most people had him as kind of a, like a, uh I've run out, you know, I've got to get a running back. I, I went early on uh, wide receivers and tight ends. Okay, fine, I'll take Josh yeah. Jacobs. Like, no one went into the, yeah. the, the, the draft targeting Josh Jacobs. Like, you rostered him because you <laughs> had to. Because yep. you're like, all right, well, he qualifies at running back. He'll probably get some run. Um, and he's been a revelation here. Uh, but none of those guys, as great as they all are, is the winner. The winner, it's Ramondre Steven's season. Yes. Agreed. Everyone Agreed. knows. Yeah,
2: the uh, the quintessential RB0 guy preseason, and now he's just petite. Damien Harris getting hurt and being banged up as help, but even before that he was providing value, and now he's looking like... Certainly a top ten running back the rest of the way.
0: He's been the best, the sixth best running back in fantasy since week number three. He's had sixteen or more fantasy points now in six of the last seven games. He's running back nine now on the season on a points per game basis. Um, they're on a bye this week. Uh, the Patriots are, but when he comes back, like he'll continue to be a big part of an offense that has struggled to move the ball consistently this year. But the one thing that has been rock-solid is Ramondre Stevenson. Yep. So he is the winner of the Peacocky.
2: <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah. Alright, let's quickly move on and get negative and talk about the biggest busts, mm. which are headlined by spoiler alert, we know who's going to win this award. Actually, no, we don't. It's not the guy <laughs> I thought. But Jonathan Taylor, who has taken number one overall. Uh, he has been RB 24 on a points-per-game basis. He's not delivered, and it's not entirely been his fault, but he hasn't played that well either when he's been healthy. Najee Harris, who we talked about earlier in the show, uh, he was taking us RB6, he's been RB28. DJ Moore, who experienced a little bit of renaissance, but still cost them that game, yeah, yeah. and uh, came back down to earth last week against the Bengals. Allen Robinson, who is one of the poster boys for our uh, fantasy failures this year, unfortunately. A little, some signs of life lately. And then, of course, Kyle Pitts. Uh, who Lawrence Jackson knows all too well about Matthew Berry.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, look, all the, again, Fantasy Bus is lo- not only about lack of production, but also, again, what it cost you on draft day to acquire that yes. person. So, uh, you know, it's not only that uh, Kyle Pitts has been bad, it's the fact that you took him at tight end three and that, you know, on a points-per-game basis, he's tight end 16, right? You think about Najee mm. Harris. I mean, he's running back 28, fine, but this is a guy that went at the end of the first round. Right? You know, you're not using a first-round pick on running back 28. Allen Robinson is wide receiver 61 on a points-per-game basis, and he was going you know, uh, as a top-20 wide receiver here. Um, Jonathan Taylor, you know, Jonathan Taylor's had some moments and he's been hurt, yeah. but just the fact that he went number one overall in pretty much every
3: draft, Lawrence, he, he's got uh, to be in this mix as well. Yeah, he's got to be in the mix. But, man, that guy Kyle Pitts, who I was saying, get him in the third round. Right. Tight end one this year. You can't be tight end 16 on a points-per-game basis. That's like being wide receiver 88. Yeah, you know, so that that's tough in its own right.
2: Yeah. Well, I almost butchered it by doing the La La Land thing of reading out Jonathan Taylor as the winner, but Jonathan Taylor is not the winner, Matthew. No,
3: Harris. Kyle Pitts
2: is the winner. I mean, yeah, DJ Moore on.
0: has uh, DJ Moore's kind of resurrected his season a little bit yes, last couple yes, of games yes. here, but I think it's Kyle Pitts just because of like when you are drafting a tight end that high, they because of the scarcity of the position and because you know there's Ooh. most people are going running back or wide receiver there. Like, it's it's not only that you drafted him as a third-rounder, but because you bypassed other positions. Like, he killed you in two different ways. Like, you could have gotten this production, you know, from a tight end much later. And so that's, like... You, when you draft a tight end that high, you have to nail that tight end. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. Like, you, that pick really has to come through for you. And this is a guy that's had under 30 receiving yards in six of eight games, right? He's had five different games with five or fewer fantasy points. Like, five different weeks where he's just absolutely murdered you. Um, here's some of the guys that are averaging more fantasy points per game, just to talk about, like, you know, um, uh, like Tyler Conklin. Ooh. Hayden Hurst. Mm. Bob Tunyon. Who? Evan Ingram. Oh no! Right. I mean, none of these guys were drafted among the top fifteen <laughs> tight ends. All of them averaging more fantasy points per game than Kyle Pitts.
2: Yeah, I uh, completely disagree with this. This to me, this is choosing Crash over Brokeback Mountain for Best Picture. I uh, think Jonathan Taylor should be the winner here, but that's okay. We can disagree uh, on the Peacockies. Let's all go right, to <laughs> top waiver wire pickup nominees. Headlined by the immortal Justin Fields, top five quarterback going forward, arguably, certainly top seven. The great Geno Smith, the comeback player of the year. Favorite, Jamal Williams, who has thrived in the absence of DeAndre Swift and has kept the thrive going even with Swift back. Jacoby Myers, who doesn't get a lot of love but is just, just keeps on producing. And then David Njoku, who's been injured but when he's been healthy, uh, has delivered well over expectations. Lawrence Jackson.
3: Yeah, so, you know, you got a couple of quarterbacks here, and like like we know, we know quarterbacks, we could get those dime a dozen. But I like Geno Smith here. People weren't drafting Geno Smith. People were drafting, like, Justin Fields late, hoping that he would do what he's doing now, and now he's doing it. But Geno Smith and Geno Smith has been doing it for pretty much the whole season. Justin Fields came along over the past month and has looked excellent, but uh, Geno Smith looks good here. Jamal Williams is just a thief, and uh, you know David Ajoku kind of got hurt, so that yep. kind of pushed say, him back a little.
0: Jacoby Myers been uh, been much better than I think people expected here, but the winner is Justin Fields. Yep. Sorry, he's the winner of the peacocky. I understand uh, where your vote <laughs> She's went. Stop it, uh, <laughs> yeah. Lawrence. But the fact of the matter is, is that when you can find a QB1 on the waiver wire, which is what Justin Fields is since week five, he's the third best quarterback in fantasy. He's now had six straight with 17 or more fantasy points. I'm um, his QB4 this week. He makes the love list once again. Uh, he's, he's an elite fantasy quarterback. Yes. And when you think about the guys like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Matthew Stafford, some of these guys that have just fallen off, how many big-name quarterbacks just haven't produced in big numbers. You know, it's, it's been a disappointing year for Dak Prescott. I mean, uh-huh. like, honestly, a lot of big-name quarterbacks have not produced in the kind of ways that Justin Fields has. So, uh, he is, it's a controversial winner. There's no question. I understand. I don't think it's controversial. I'm not no. mad at you. No, it. It's a new day, baby. No, I'm, I'm hearing Justin reports. Justin Fields, I, heard, I hear reports that Lawrence is going to go to court. He's going to no. challenge the <laughs> results. It's no, Daniel no, Day-Lewis no, yeah, and he they will be not, well. He's not just he's the loyal. results
3: of this election. <laughs> Justin <laughs> right. Fields is from Georgia. It's all good. Yeah. All baby. right. Fair Let's close out
2: with best-performing rookie nominees. Headlined by Damian Pierce, who has been RB14 on the season. Ken Walker, and I think is probably going to surpass Damian Pierce by the end of the year. Chris Olave, who just keeps on cooking regardless of his quarterback. Garrett Wilson, who has shown signs of life with his brother Zach at quarterback and George Pickens, uh, who hasn't really delivered what we want but has had his moments. And uh, let's take a look at the MGM odds for Offensive Rookie of the Year where Ken Walker, despite having a bit of a yards deficit to Damian Pierce, he is surging on a Seattle team, which I think is the best story in the NFL this year. He's the even-money favorite for that award. Uh, how can you say he's,
0: the, he's that's the best story in the NFL this year when you've got a guy who was shot okay. multiple times fair, on that fair. list? Yeah, Wait, he's
3: not RB5, though. Yeah, this, this is, is true.
2: This is true,
3: but he was shot. Yes, that's true. Brian (laughs) Robinson's the best story. You
0: understand? (laughs) I got a hangnail this morning and almost didn't make it in. (laughs) Like he was shot, and he's playing professional football, Lawrence. Shout out to Brian. He should be the comeback player of the year. I stubbed my toe and I'm done (laughs) for a week. (laughs) I mean, do you understand? (gasps) Yep. No, right. I'm with you Good. there All So right. the winner is Who get who gets the, the Pikaki goes to The he
3: goes do, 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 to Ken do,
2: do, 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 Walker of the Seattle Seahawks. K-W3. The second best story in the NFL this year. And this I think is more of a Projecting forward, what he's going to do—he is the closer. That's the nickname I've uh, coined for Ken Walker. I'm not sure if he likes it as much as no. Ray. Most of like six of his seven touchdowns are coming in the fourth quarter. He is the closer. He's Mariano he, Rivera. He, he's Ken Mariano Ken Walk- Walker.
0: Yeah, Ken Walker, league winner, is Enter his Sandman. official name. And by the way, just thinking about the the totality of this uh, category: Damian Pierce, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, George Payne, like. Much more p- rookie fantasy production than I think we've seen. By the way, yeah. if he hadn't gotten hurt, Brees Hall is in this conversation in yep. a massive way as well. So yep. just an incredible rookie class that KW three and the Seahawks, who we love, are uh, are okay. a big. The music is kicking They're Matthew Barry off the Oscars. We're going to break when we come back. Sunday night <laughs> seven contest predictions off. for Charges nine. Playing me off the stage. <laughs>
2: The NFL season is here, and the NBC Sports Predictor app is giving you a shot at winning $100,000 by entering Sunday Night 7 free contest between the Chargers and the 49ers. So if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. It is free. All right, Sunday Night 7 contest. Let's go. I'm going to start with Justin Herbert's passing yards. Can take his bands anywhere from sub-240 yards to over 330 yards, always like taking either the smallest or largest band just because you get the wider range of outcomes. I'm gonna go with 330 plus for Justin Herbert. He looks healthy, looked right again against Atlanta off the bye. With the rib injury seemingly fully healed, I think they're gonna be down probably and throwing a lot, so give me that juicy 330 plus. Matthew Berry, what are you doing with Jimmy Garoppolo's passing yards?
0: Uh, that's a good question. What am I doing with Jimmy Garoppolo's uh, <laughs> you passing You don't match yards? my energy here. Yeah, I mean, well, because I got Jim- You got Justin Herbert. <laughs> yeah. I got Jimmy Garoppolo. I got, I got
2: better half.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. not fair at all. Um, you know what? Listen, he's had four straight games with multiple touchdown passes. He's had 250 passing yards in three or four of those games here. Playing the Chargers, you know, Chargers actually have a pretty good defense. I'm going to take the 220 to 239. Uh, band right there for
2: Jimmy Garoppolo. Quickly, streaming option this week. Jimmy G viable? Yes, I do think no, so. Okay. I do think so. I'm Lawrence. a QB14. Line is seven. San Francisco favorite at home. Do they cover?
3: San Francisco covers Chargers. Are fugazi. Wow. There you Fugazi. go, Chris Fug- McCaffrey. Fug-
0: Chris McCaffrey on prime time. Yes, sir. By the way, Fugazi's I would just like peacockies. to, hey, uh, pops, if you're listening, when we make the peacockies, I want them to be gold plated peacocks, but holding like a beer or something like that, so they're kind of <laughs> drunk, <laughs> like the, the yeah, P- they're like change. drunk, they're like drunk peacockies. So that would be the name of the award, the drunk peacockies. You've lost the Barry. And the it, drunk, You've and lost the drunk it. peacocky goes Completely to. Lost it. to
1: it's only anyway, Wednesday and you're done.
0: Listen, for Lawrence Jackson and Jay Croucher, I'm Matthew Berry. Thanks for tuning in to the happy hour. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay
1: here. We're back tomorrow. Peace out.